podcast. We're live. It is. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right. Us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we, the people, rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by co-host Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. What if I change my name to Cash? I, that Cash Patel guy's been on Fox News a bunch yeah. this week, and I really, I really kind of like the name Cash. I might yeah, Tim Cash O'Connor. Cash, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I might. I'm Tim, thinking about uh, Fiat currency O'Connor. <laughs> uh, greenback. We'll go with Greenback. greenback yeah. we'll try that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, you know, got a bunch of stuff. Of course, we got some uh, fake news stuff. We got the uh, hey, folks. Who are, I, I don't know who this is. Facebook user, but thanks, thanks for being here. Hey, uh, Shelly, thanks for joining us. Uh, and so we got we're we're gonna talk about this this the story that kind of went around last week. We didn't get a chance to talk to it because I was I was out in New Hampshire uh, for a wedding. Uh, and so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Liz Cheney. We'll talk about some of the FBI stuff. Yeah, the FBI guys, to. the FBI is in good hands. It's people are defending it all over on CNN. Brian LaRusso. Brian LaRusso. All right. That's who, That's who it is. All right. The there we go. Yeah, so we, we know who it was. It's just his Facebook user. Look, I met Terry. She's, she's pretty sharp, dude. She's nice. Like, and. Terry. Fits right into my anti-incumbency kind of deal, and maybe get it help see Peter O'Brocker get a little revenge for his being a, you know, run-of-the-mill standard duopolist swamp kind of, yeah, making money off of his position in the government kind of thing. I don't know, you know, I don't want to make too many false accusations, but anyway, yeah. oops, I'm sorry, I was trying to. Take yeah, that no worries. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll talk about all those things. Oh, t- so. I, it was my first time ever visiting New Hampshire, uh, and unfortunately, I don't feel like I got much out of delivery. Like my only experience in New Hampshire, besides being in the wedding itself, is going to a Target and seeing so many people not return their carts to the carousel. Oh man! And I was like, oh man, this this state—they're ungovernable. It's, what are they it's doing? It's the freest state in the country, man. And, and they're just the they're not return their carts. It's their moral obligation, Tim. I don't. I I've always. I'll be honest with you, Kevin. I've always had a problem with uh, our our virtuous reaction to people not taking their carts back. Like, hey, oh yeah, that's, leave you leave your carts out, out don't you? Lot, I'm making a job for somebody, and I'm doing it to stimulate the economy. Tim, you're degenerate, and like you need to return that cart. I, I, now, like no one's making you do it, but it's the right the thing to do. Aldi system is the best. Give up a quarter. Somebody's gonna take your cart in for you for that free quarter. You know it. So that's how I roll. That's that's not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to go return the cart to the carousel. It's a free market solution is put a quarter in the cart, bro. And then you they can leave it and someone will bring it back for you. And you paid them a quarter to return they, your they, cart. They, they don't always do that, too. I, I see it in my neighborhood in the city. People just walk off with those carts. That's what that's, happens. That's a problem because that's theft. Well, I don't like theft. No. We return got- your carts. We're, we're doing a good job joking around. We got kind of a serious yeah, subject that's going to 
twist a lot of people up, I think, Kevin. Like, yeah, I, I know. We got to do so, levels. Yeah. So we'll, we'll I'll, I'll read this headline, right? So we got to, we got to, we'll go, we'll go to this. Um, cause it caught my eye because it, it involves Facebook, it involves abortion stuff, involves, you know, like your privacy and all that. And, and the headline from The Verge is Facebook turns over mother and daughter's chat history to police, resulting in abortion charges. Right. And, right. and the story kind of goes into, right. Like, uh, it like the the headline and kind of the introduction of that was um, that it implies that Facebook kind of just handed this stuff over, and that resulted in this like anti-choice state going after you know a, a poor mom who needed an abortion, and and I kind of but like just got my eye for a couple of reasons. One, and it's like that that is a worry a lot, bunch of folks have. Like, is our changes post uh, Roe are they going to? Uh, encourage states to infringe on people's privacy because they're trying to find out if someone's pregnant and crossing state borders and seeking an abortion, you know, are, are there going to be this, you know, is there going to be a, a, a nightmare of like privacy situation, even for people who aren't seeking abortions are women, you know, going to have to face scrutiny from state officials whenever they travel. Right. Like that's, that's the worry that the progressives are, are tossing out there. Right. That's the worry. So let me just phrase it, turn that phrase that's the worry that progressive leaders want progressives to be emotionally excited about. And on some level with the Patriot Act and all the spying that's available and stuff like that, there's there's a valid worry. And it's, no, it's there is actually, a valid worry. It's not, like I said, like libertarians are kind of worried about this, too. Like again, a, even if you're, you're pro-life, you're like, ah, this is this is going to get a lot of state officials who now have an excuse to dig into your, your personal private life. And again, right, here's Facebook I, turning over these messages. Out that issue of. This is we, we live in kind of a police state where spying on citizens is kind of like a normal everyday practice. Like it's it's that's what I want. It's an area where we could all kind of come together, Kevin, libertarians, progressives, conservatives like, hey, private conversations between two people, I, you know, should you be able to just get a warrant or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, all right. So we'll talk about that part of it first, right? Like, and should Facebook turn over this stuff? And the, and the answer is, well, for our convenience, they keep a record of all of our chat logs, right? Like it, it, it's not just like a, like a Facebook is being shifty thing. It's like a users want to have their chat record so they can go back and see what the heck they're talking about thing. Like that is a feature that like they've chosen to stick around with because that's what they want. So the government knows that this is available. It's not in the hands of us individuals. Uh, it's in the hands of, of Facebook. So I can log on my phone and see the chat. I can log on to my Facebook account, my computer, see my chats. And now in so doing Facebook now, has that information so if the government says hey uh we need these chat logs facebook can be compelled by the courts to turn them over so like that that's kind of the first part of the story like the implication of like oh facebook's just doing this to like you know hurt people seeking an abortion like no like they're they're kind of compelled to do that and something like everyone should keep in mind if you're talking about crimes over facebook chat the government can subpoena that information yeah it's, and what if what if they're talking about planning the mass shooting we kind of want that stuff to be turned over on some level don't we yeah well and, and again it's it's a matter of like is facebook proactive about reading those chats no not necessarily but again if you the government finds out that like you were planning like 
any crime like a robbery or a shooting or whatever, they can subpoena Facebook to 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 get those again. It's, it's like anything else, like they could do it with text message records, too. You know, like those those are not private. Like they can ask the phone company for those text message records like and it's. It, I, it is what it is, you know, and I yeah. like, it, it's like, a you know, you're you're living in the panop panopticon a little bit like you, the panopticon are, whoa whoa yeah whoa, no they're not big term. define that word for for your explain it to me like right. i'm five kevin all right so like it, it's this idea it was actually i think who's it uh um it wasn't jeremy bentham it was, it was the other guy uh who made this up um panopticon all right so so the the concept is like imagine a prison that is circular and you have yep. a tower in the middle of the prison and and that tower is too tall for you as the prisoner to be able to see into it, uh, but they can see uh, into all the prison cells. And you don't know if they're watching you at any given moment, but they could be watching you all the time. And most it feels like they are right. We got yeah, right. And so if, if you if you feel like people are watching you, it kind of changes your behavior a little bit. It does. It does. I think yeah. in this day and age, it makes people more emotional. <laughs> it might. Um, on Facebook, I, I feel like we do our best. A lot of people really do their best to put their most emotional side out there. Well, hey, you know, it's uh, that's how you get them likes. Yeah, Patty on Facebook says, Kevin, that's why I stopped talking politics. A few other things in private chats. Ask the FBI agent that watches me. Yeah, it feels like it, right? What kind of politics are you talking about, Patty? <laughs> I know, right? If you weren't saying anything wrong, you'd have nothing to you worry nothing about. You'd have nothing to worry about, man. Everything's cool. Just don't do anything wrong. Mr. Yeah, 87,000 right? IRS agents with 5 million rounds of ammunition. Yeah, right? If you're not cheating on your taxes, guys, you have nothing. That's why they need to see all of your bank records ever. You know, that's all. It's yeah. just... just if you're not doing anything wrong, if you're not being a tax cheat, you got nothing to worry about. You know, it's fine. Like, the government has taken so much from us, right? And, and I, I, I know we want to kind of stay on this subject, but they've taken so much from us, so very much. This, this police state when it comes to our money, okay? It, it takes charity out of our hands. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like back in the day when I was a contractor, sometimes people would offer to pay me in cash. Which I'm not saying I ever accepted, right? But if I had been paid in cash occasionally, I would certainly be able to be freer with my time and be more helpful to my community because I had a pile of cash around. So yeah. the government is working hard to take that from everybody. And guys, I'm telling you, I think they're going to go after like baristas and bartenders and waitresses because I'm telling you right now, ain't one of them claiming all the cash yeah. they bring in. I mean, no, no, that's, that is tough. Like if you're in the service industry, if you're a waiter, you know, and again, I've, I've been there, like you're supposed to claim all of your tips, but like 100% guys, that's the law. All of them. That's, like, that's the what law. you have to do, you know, but. <laughs> there's a lot of servers who I, I don't know if they're fully claiming all their tips and now the the irs is gonna have more power to go after them because as we know the irs tends to go after people who are making less money like like that is that is not a disputed fact they they spend a lot of resources okay. going after poor people because they're easier to audit and they have fewer lawyers who are going to tie up all their time 25 percent of the population does not by the statement that you just said i i've been going yeah, on 25 percent of the population is incorrect <laughs> i know but i'm telling you that they they think they honestly believe the narrative that the irs is going to be going after with with guns and ammunition going after like corporate 
tax cheats. And guys, most corporate, like they don't, they don't cheat on their taxes. Like maybe the guys who are getting paid like millions of dollars find some way to cheat on their taxes. But even then, mostly they don't. It's it's the people who exchange cash. You know who else exchanges cash? Babysitters, right? Like the, the single mom down the street from your house who like takes in a couple kids because she doesn't want to get a full-time job and you give her a couple hundred bucks a week. That is yeah, an you, IRS audit waiting. You do that, that in Venmo, then suddenly they're – yeah. So you do in Venmo, suddenly it's over 600 bucks in a year. Well, you know. Everybody, um, 599. That's the magic number, guys. They won't. Yeah. They and won't just, uh, and just on this, we'll read a couple of these. Out. Ryan Bepper says, it's not a tip, it's a tax free gift. Write that, done deal. Like, now the IRS doesn't believe that, though. Like, you can, you could say it all you want. Like, they're going to like, say no. it. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know libertarians do that, but like, the IRS isn't going to care. If they decide to go after you, they're going to be like, no, we think that's nonsense. And you should have claimed that's a tip. So now you owe us money. Give us money or you're going to jail. Give us that's oh. it. Give us money or we're taking everything. Yeah. They're, we'll they're, take they're, your stuff. We'll just, you know, they'll intercept your bank account. They'll, you know, garnish your wages. They'll oh, take your house, whatever, you know. And then God it. forbid you ever need help from them. They'll take their money first before you get their, the help from them. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. They're awesome. Here's one. Here's another oh, one. Stands. Pretty heavy, heavy cash business. Guys with veggie stands, girls with veggie stands. Get ready, local farmer. You're about to be. On the receiving end of an audit, that's yeah. it. That's, and yeah, birds aren't real, guys. We all know birds, birds aren't real. Because, yeah. I mean, we got that that comment from Kurt Bird. Yeah, birds government spies. spies. Man, I built solar. I built solar fields for the bird drone government spies. Oh, yeah, so you can attention. charge them up. Oh man, wow! It's like, it's probably, all, probably birds system. pay well, guys. I'm saying that's all I'm saying. They pay pretty uh, good. Shell says, uh, no one watches me on boring. No, I mean, again, it's not a matter of like having to watch you for the most part. Like, there are kind of two things that happen in like these. There's one, like the kind of key score thing, like the whole Edward Snowden NSA stuff that came out. You're talking to people that fall under the, the FISA essential general, which were essentially general warrants. Anytime you're talking to like someone who is like out of the country, they could spy on that and then they would, you know, pick up certain keywords that those certain keywords would allow them to look deeper into like what those chats were in addition to like blanket collecting made metadata stuff right so it's like if you say something wrong then they'll go look at you um and not even wrong like just something that's triggered by their system and then if they if the government accuses you of committing a crime they can ask a judge to get a warrant and and then or you know like a, a, a yeah warrant to, to go and ask like whatever service you're using to to get those um this those records Data is the new oil, right? Like it's it's valuable. It can predict people's behavior. It's it's scary though. The government. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it. it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. You know, it's just again something to keep in mind is it's not private. So, uh, like I, I, I have going, to go. Hang on, hang on. I've got to go delete a lot of Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's forever. Tim. I mean, like, it, legit. If you want to, like, have your chats be private, like, there, there are other services out there that they don't keep a record, uh, in their own servers of your chat, and that, that also means that, like, once your conversation happens, it's gone. You can't go look it up again. But like, if that's Get what you want to do, like that, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so there, there there are a number of messaging services that will do that sort of thing. So like literally if the government says, hey, can you give us a chat, re chat records between Kevin and Tim on these dates? The company would be like, nope, that doesn't exist. You that can you can uh, get a warrant to get get it from their phones if you want. But we don't have that. That does not exist. We have no idea. 
Yeah. Um, um, you know, full so, end to end encryption. Well, go ahead. Well, did we uh, did we go down the entire wormhole? I know we we no. went off on the libertarian part of it, the data access, but the the sensationalized headline. I think is so. Talk about too. you know, I I. I Started hearing a little bit more about like this isn't the full story on TikTok, and I, I looked into it a little bit more. And it's 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 a bit messier. Like again, the the original story doesn't mention like, hey, uh, that that woman who got an abortion, she she ended up getting like buying pills for an abortion that were meant for like really like early on in the pregnancy process, but she was actually twenty eight weeks pregnant. Uh, you know, they consider like post 25 weeks is, is viable. She was 28 weeks pregnant. Uh, the yeah. law was uh, 20 weeks in Nebraska. Like that's, again, that's a post uh, row thing too. Like they didn't, they, they have an the exception to the life of the mother clause. Yeah. And that, you know. that was not the case in this situation. And it, it's not just that, like she tried to induce an abortion herself by getting some uh, like uh, abortion, uh, medications like a, a, just a couple different drugs abortifacients that yeah a couple of the a couple different drugs that can cause abortion usually used earlier in the process it's also right. you know again she got those under false pretenses and then on top of that um the 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 fetus was burned and then buried uh yeah. and so again it's that's not how you're supposed to do things that, that uh, remorse says they knew they committed a crime you know yeah and then like they ended up uh, like kind of pleading in that crime too so again it's not it's not as simple as like facebook is a bad guy just like turning stuff over uh it's also not as simple as nebraska has backwards abortion laws because again we can agree the government is the bad guy the i don't government's know always the bad guy but like so in this case like it's not it's not great but also yeah. like i i i, I kind of get one of those things like after 25 weeks that baby's actually kind of viable like that's yeah i i, I that that starts to cross that territory like, ah, that that starts to become an individual i, I want an and again this wasn't a life of the mother thing so yeah. like, which is different like it's it's different when you're having you know, a late-term abortion and it's a life-saving procedure type of thing but i want an uncomfortable societal agreement as to when life begins where everybody kind of gives a little bit and we all just say you know what that's that I know down with the patriarchy guys, I get it, but that's what I want. I think that would be a better path forward for our kids. And you know, that's it. That's what I think. I want this uncomfortable societal agreement. That's it. That's what I want. I it's simple, man. We just can we just make a freaking agreement without like all this other bullshit without them preserving issues and beating us over the head with it and making us fight and and then Blue team is going to save you. Red team is going to save you. I'm so tired of that, man. I'm tired. I think of it's it. that simple. I I'm think it's uh, it. yeah. Right. I mean, like you got to actually work through, you know, some stuff. <laughs> That's an awful <laughs> joke. Says, I, like I don't know. At 50 years, some fetuses aren't viable. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. An awful um, joke, but I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, and as a Michelle says, yeah, my niece is born at. I think 26 weeks yeah like they're they're babies that are born uh that's uh after that. yeah and again so like that to me it's like it's i i don't fully know what the situation was but it's uh it's a little bit messy than a bunch of my friends i know like some of my uh progressive friends list to show on occasion i'm like this one is yeah 
this one's a little messy. Uh, Shelly says, you know, so if they did the cremation burial and they aren't licensed morticians, how is that possible? I mean, yeah. uh, I know they did on there. They they were not successful in cremating uh, the body, uh, which is kind yeah. of what brought attention to them. Yeah. Um, you, Patty, I, Patty make, points out uh, uh, women do, in fact, die from not having an access where they have to go to the government and get permission for an abortion um, when they're in, in medical danger, un yeah. unequivocally, any kind of, of medical danger would be yeah, exempt a, from my uncomfortable agreement. Right. Like, yeah. I I say, like it's a big case. You should mention is it in, in, uh, Ireland. Uh, yeah, it's a big thing over there. Like a lot of them would be like, okay, like we've got to figure out a way to get to, uh, UK or France, uh, right. because it, the, the abortion laws are so restrictive over there. Uh, when when there were again when there was legitimate danger like there's just uh they had laws that required breeding <laughs> yeah without that there may not be the freedom variant so thank you irish restrictive irish laws <laughs> worked out for you then. Church. um <laughs> i mean it's just a different take on it that's all yeah Anyway, I don't know. I thought this was appropriate for our, our day when we usually do fake news. It's perfect for us story. to talk about because like, it, it can get everyone mad. But if we just sit and have this conversation, maybe we get to where that agreement is is just a few people closer, right? Like where yeah. we can say, yeah. But there there is an element of sadness here. Young young girls getting pregnant, they you know, yeah, use birth control, kids. Hello, yeah, that's part of it. Legalize it over the counter. Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> Still in favor of that. That's that's what I talked about after I talked about the the hearing aid thing on on Wednesday. Yeah, but well, that's yeah. that's kind of big news. Let's let's. I don't know if these guys, maybe these guys don't get a chance to listen on Wednesday. But that buying being able to buy hearing aids over the counter, there was never a reason to not be able to buy them over the counter. There was a, like but, Tim. Of course, there is. You can make them more expensive if they're more restricted. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason. Right. Might not be a good reason, but there's, they're incredibly more profitable in an entirely controlled environment for people that make them and sell them. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Oh wait, yeah, try yeah. to be more considerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's a step in the right direction. We get more more reforms like this, and guys, I'm I'm a guy that's actually losing my hearing. I'm gonna have to get hearing aids at some point if. I mean, it's handy. Let's be honest, you know. Yeah. But uh, nice thing, yeah. But you can get them. The prices are probably going to go down quick. All these companies go are so good fast. to go. Uh, like it, as soon as it happens in October is when the official date is. Uh, you're going to see all sorts of stuff like hit the market, and it's it's going to be like a miracle for a ton of people. Again, people who either don't feel like the hearing loss is severe enough to go and see a doctor about it. And I've, I have relatives like that. And I could just be like, all right, well, let, let's go pick up one of these, you know, like $200 ones or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I, they, there's so many areas of, of the uh, world where we could further advance our standard of living through competition. Right. Yeah competitive markets can do so much and a lot of people bash capitalism they're not bashing capitalism they're bashing a semi-fascist fascist system that the government and really rich people have created that's not free market regulations guys every regulation that controls baby formula that controls hearing aids guys like even i'm a little skeptical about needing to go to an eye doctor for um 
contact lenses. Like I don't, well, I don't buy this medical device this, issue. Patty says I bought ring glasses at the local Family Dollar for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it is, it is still a thing too. Like the even though like the the glasses thing, right? So like, kind of two comments of that. Like one is that, you know, I, I I remember seeing that meme going around that was like. You know, I can't believe I have to pay money to be able to see, you know, by buying my my expensive glasses. And they're like, you mean capitalism is a miracle to the nearly blind by making sight accessible at a relatively low price? Yeah. Well, if it was pure capitalism, everybody, I we'd have you'd be able to buy tiny pieces of plastic to insert in your eye that correct your vision at a price that you could try 15 different kinds without even going to a doctor. Because so, there's no way that these things are expensive, right? It's only because they're controlled by the medical regulations. So, field. I mean, like the, the context specifically, like, they, they've gone down. Like it, it still does require like you, you need to make sure it's not going to like chip apart or have toxins in it. Right. Like you have co- some quality control and that's certification. Privacy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So someone ought to would take care of that. Certify that. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the state. Um, right. but the other thing is like, yeah, that technology to like do your own eye exams, like exists, right? Like it, it's funny. Cause like, I, I don't have a prescription for glasses. Um, so if I want to do that, I have to go to an eye doctor and get a prescription and get my eyes checked out. But my wife who does have a prescription for glasses can go on certain sites, get her eyes rechecked. And, uh, and with that order new glasses every uh, single time. <laughs> yeah. But like, so she can do that. Um, you know, and they're bashing cronyism and, uh, I I call it fascism. It's creeping incremental fascism with benevolent overtones, but it's still fascism. But yeah, Ryan, like they're Ryan saying, you know, I'll, I'll go to an eye doctor. I believe I need to go every year in order to renew my prescription. I, I know if I can see, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And you can, if you already have prescription, you can go online and retest to confirm whether or not that subscription is still valid and effective and order cheap glasses for like 20 bucks. Right. Know, whereas if you go to some of the other places, you know, where, where they have the actual eye doctors, the, the glasses are a bit expensive. You just got to know to like know your prescription. You don't necessarily need to buy the glasses there. Yeah, guys, I probably know. need glasses. I can't read like signs like, you know, 50 yards away. So it's probably about yeah. time I, I – Get your eyes checked, get some glasses, get on that system. And guys, look, under capitalism, you'll be able to buy cheap glasses, and yet you will still be able to buy Ferrari glasses. That will be your choice, right? You can do whatever you want. You can do it that way. You can your glasses can be a status symbol or your glasses can be functional. Or and both, of course. Yeah. And uh it's a in Socialist countries in the Soviet Union, like you, you couldn't get glasses. They, they, they just, don't even let them wear. They don't thing. even have glasses in China. <laughs> I think they have them in China. You know, and Ch- China's like weirdly. They, they're more like fascist than communist at this point. Yeah. Uh, this is this actually is, is not a good point. Thing. That the insurance companies control what can get paid for um, when you go get your prescriptions. So, like, you can't get money from your insurance company for contact lenses at least not without a fight and what i do i go in and the doctor tries to get me to take a pair of glasses and it's like i can't wear glasses because i work outside all day and i sweat so i can't see when why would i wear why would i put something on my face that i can't see through and water drips on it all day long that would be stupid and it is stupid and i've tried them and i hate glasses i only wear contact lenses that's it and so it's always a fight 
I always have to fight with the sales lady. I got to argue with the doctor. I got to explain to him, I am not buying glasses from you, okay? I want one contact that fit, fixes my vision in my right eye, and that's all I want. And then they're like, that's that's not how any of this works. And I'll be like, just give me my prescription. I'm out of here. Clowns. <laughs> it's a constant, just the, the government interference in my life and the empowerment of a medical system that doesn't serve me. Just drives me crazy, Kevin. It's an injustice. <laughs> I, I have to have, find something to rant about. Yeah, <laughs> that, and that's it right there. Ryan knows what I'm talking about. He knows. All right, man. You know, I have to take your word for it. I, I haven't You'll see, Kevin. You'll one, see when they try to hook up glasses. You'll see. And you want contacts. It's like the nightmare. It's nope. just a nightmare. So, so I'm not in a hurry because my my eyes are now perfectly attuned to staring at a computer screen, you know, a foot and a half from my face now. It's just that now I can't see stuff far away. <laughs> they've, they've adjusted. Hey, we're a little self-absorbed. You don't need to see that stuff far away. Yeah, it's good for if that. It's, it's good for reading this stuff post. here. It's good for reading comments on the show. But yeah. <laughs> so, guys, uh, it's time... I don't want to underplay the, the seriousness of our original conversation, but let's talk about how the FBI, first of all, this has been a great opportunity for libertarians like Spike Cohen to just get out there and repeat some words that uh, some phrases and ideas that uh, Ron Paul put out there that the FBI looks like this agency. That's, that's like a train wreck and spying on everybody because there are hardy defenders out there of the FBI and and guys none other than Peter Strzok spent that guy that you know was whatever anti-Trump guy that basically got caught with his girlfriend plotting to you know exaggerate evidence against Donald Trump and look there's there's evidence that Donald Trump did, broke some laws okay it's like that's that's I get it but the FBI is in good hands with guys like Peter Strzok out there defending them. I, I just think they're going to be fine. We're not going to, we're not going to be able to ban them now. What do you think? Should we ban uh, the FBI, Kevin? I mean, yes. Uh, not, not specifically because of the Trump thing, which. Right. I, I think. No, that's a good point too, right? Like you guys kind of hate the FBI now because they're messing with Trump. We've kind of not liked the FBI for a long time because they do really bad shit. Yeah, you know, the between harassing, you know, Americans who are doing nothing wrong and them doing their own no-knock raids and them going after, you know, law-abiding citizens and going after, you know, uh, all sorts of kids folks, marginalized and, and folks. They're, they're, com they're confidential informants and, and yeah, people that they manipulate like, into doing bad things and then... Listen, like, just, just seeing some of the stuff that came out, the, the whole, like, Michigan uh, Governor Whitmer... Uh, kidnapping that. case is it's, it's like what like it's just the fbi drove the whole thing they did again done it, it. we they they wanted that narrative i kevin i'm afraid that the fbi has been politicized i really am they might have been i mean it it kind of always has been <laughs> like oh. like it's, oh, it's really? always it's always been a thing i mean they they told martin luther king jr to kill himself like that's that that's that's a political act you know that's yeah. they didn't like the guy they didn't like his politics 
you know, like it's it's always it's always kind of been a thing. And that like again, that's why I like when people are like abolish the FBI, I'm like, yeah, cool, but like for real though, not just because like he's going after your person and then you will you'll fall back on that and and you just you just want the FBI to have gone after Hillary Clinton more. Like I do want them to have gone after Hillary Clinton. I really do. I mean, like, yeah, like she I do, I hate she her. also probably committed crimes and any normal person who wasn't Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump would have gone to jail for that. Like for destroying evidence, they would have slapped an obstruction of justice charge on top of like espionage act stuff. And that person would have been thrown in a hole, you know, folk right in the cage, right in <laughs> yeah. the panopticon. So like, it's exactly. And again, I, Donald Trump is only having the FBI raid his house because he's worse at like committing crimes than Hillary Clinton. That's, he had the uh, nuclear codes, Kevin. Maybe could have used those codes to call up a a nuclear bomb strike on somebody that he didn't like. Yeah, I think that's myth. No, no, I I, that that is that is probably not true. That is Uh, probably not. He declassified the nuclear codes and then took them to his house. Yeah, like it's it's a goofy thing for him to be like, oh yeah, like if I took it out of the White House, it's declassified, you know, because that's just a blanket. No, that's not how that works, man. That's just it is how it works. Like Obama got to keep. Bush got to keep records they declassified and took. That this is a real thing. They, well, this they is not they the first time it's happened. The thing is, like, a they actually declassified stuff. B, they when they turned they they did get subpoenaed. They did have to turn stuff back over, and then they they did do that. And they came to a settlement on what was or wasn't going to get turned over. The thing that Trump is getting in trouble for is that he and his lawyer said they turned over everything that the FBI asked for and then didn't actually turn over everything the FBI asked for. Um, well, then they and should. said that they turned over. So lying to the FBI, they'll, they no, don't right like that. A, that's a, that's an obstruction charge. I mean, right you, should, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't talk to him <laughs> because well, put the affidavit out there, guys. Did, uh, declassify the affidavit and then we can go from there. We can have an argument. Well, I mean, they, well, they, they, did, they did, they did put out the, the warrant, like, but it's, it, it's not specific, it's, it's right? It's like, they, it took I don't, like, I don't buy any, you can't read a word of it. Well, no, you, you can, you can read it. It's just, it's not, it's not specific, right? Like we took one box related to this thing. We took one box of miscellaneous, you know, so like they, they, miscellaneous, they listed, did you say Melania's or miscellaneous? I'm not sure. That too, you know, <laughs> Yeah, just describe a few extra things. The typical FBI guys at a protest in their, you know, Bermuda Bermuda shorts and short hair, all dressed up in Melania Trump's outfits. It's pretty. That one's. That's how you'll know. Made me laugh. Yeah, but uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about like him, like having the nuclear codes per se. Like those are those are changed. Like maybe some stuff, but like. I, I I don't remember who taught who said this. I'm I'm kind of taking this line from someone else, yeah. but like Look, I, I feel like he mostly like wanted to have like cool stuff that he could like frame and put up on the wall and like brag about. Yeah. You know, and it kind of seems like his thing. And he just wanted to keep it because he felt like he should be able to keep it, but that's not how the records work. And yeah, if, <laughs> if it had just been less sloppy about stuff, he'd probably be in less trouble. And he probably still won't actually be well, in trouble. You can't not be sloppy and take on the deep state. You got to be brash. You got to be bold, man. Like, that's it. And look, if we have a federal freaking government that doesn't change the nuclear codes when they change the president, there's a bigger freaking problem going on. Like, I don't know. You fire the wrong guy at your place of work and you change all the locks on the building. Like, that's just common sense shit, man. 
Come on, so, don't yeah, right. It's, uh, if it, if they, if there's any actual danger, because they changed, that says more about the Biden administration than it does about Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you got to change that stuff. Oh man. It, so Peter Strzok it wants everyone to know, though, that the FBI is an honorable, honorable organization with a legacy of serving the American people with things like Fast and Furious and. Uh, let's see. Wait, did he actually? Did they actually drop like, yeah, we did good work, like Fast and Furious? No, 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 no. Okay, good. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's just that's what I, I when I listen to these guys, that's that's what my brain does is it fills in the rest of the sentences, like at Ruby Ridge, at you know what I mean, like it just kind of like surveillance of Muslim Americans who you know. Most of them were not doing anything wrong. The the <laughs> agent provocateur stuff. The yeah. uh, you they, know they, the harassment of like apparently there is a thing where they're harassing a bunch of Chinese Americans, accusing them of spies too. And they're like, bro, I'm just trying to like live my life. <laughs> you know, go go look at what who is the who's the member of Congress's name who uh, who is dating the spy? Uh Eric Solwell. The was guy, that what I, was? Yeah. I hate that guy. It's Eric Solwell was dating the Chinese spy. He was stepping down on his wife. And he's the guy that is always, always saying something along the lines of, yeah, go ahead and fight the U.S. government. We'll run you over with tanks. It's like, wow, <laughs> dickhead. Like, it's a little, little on the nose you. there. He's such an authoritarian POS. Now, he threatened to, like, nuke people, right? Like, that was his, that was his deal. Was he the one who did that? What's that? He's like, you don't need guns because we have nukes. That yeah, was, no, that's him. That's that him. him. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I was downplaying it a little bit, but that's, but he was just paraphrasing Joe Biden. So it's no big deal. It's no big deal. You so know. like that. They actually pulled out the tank line like that. That would make it to our, our fake news segment. But yeah. So yeah, good news uh, for the Republicans, Kevin. Is it? Well, is it Tim? Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is not going to be whatever she was before anymore. <laughs> Me- member of Congress. Right. Member she of Congress. still is one. Right. For a couple months. It's not. She, so she's out, though. She lost her primary to a, a Trump supporting lawyer who got I, I, you know, it's, it, it's a funny thing about mainstream news, right? Like, I can't really find the lawyer that beat Liz Cheney's name without. Harriet uh, Hagman. What is it? Harriet Hagman. Harriet Tubman? Hageman? I think it's Hagman. So I thought I heard it. But that, that's that's who it is. Uh who okay. beats uh Harriet Liz Cheney. Hageman. Who yeah, and all right, so 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 here here's my thought on the on the Liz Cheney thing. Again, there's there's never a person who deserved to lose their seat more. Just just absolute monstrous statist. Uh, she is man she's a big government but, republican yeah but i'm not exactly thrilled about who replacement's going to be not that it matters much because i'm not in wyoming and congress like votes in lockstep anyway right uh but also i i don't like i thought she was right i think she's right about the trump stuff for the most part like i i think that's why she lost because she spoke out against trump i think that's the same reason justin mosh lost i think it's the same reason peter meyer lost uh you know out in michigan and you're thinking uh, it's the, the trump fandom has carried these other people to victory not liz cheney's absolutely horrible uh participation in 
what I would call the deep state. I don't know. I, I don't think that's it. Again, I'd like, like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I know a lot of people want to just dismiss Trump supporters, which, look, I, I get it. Okay, I get it. But I, I think that I, I want to give Trump support. I always want to give Trump supporters credit because one of the things that they like about Trump, they all admit that he's kind of a psychopath, right? That he's was, but they all see this problem with government corruption that libertarians see something similar to. But then they go like Trump's going to be the guy that saves us. And I'm like, just another wow. symptom of the problem. And so I don't dismiss Trump supporters the way that. Um, I don't know. Other people do. I just don't. I think that they're, they're out there. I think a lot of them are thoughtful and, uh, they're emotional. I, I want, yeah, there, to there's a handful more. are, but like, again, I, again, both in my personal experience and, and like seeing how people talk about the campaigns and like how, how Justin Moss talked about how Pew Meyer talked about again, like he, that guy's campaign, who's, who's the dude who actually replaced Justin Mosh. He uh he was running against a diehard Trump supporter, dude. Trump, uh, you know, was supporting that guy, and and like Peter Meyer got roasted because he voted for the second impeachment because he he thought that like Donald Trump had abused his power and deserved to be impeached because of that. And I think he was right on that. Like he, he Wait, what did, Trump what did he do to abuse his power in the in the whole January sixth thing? Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, so we're going to rehash this whole thing. All right, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> great. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, how did he abuse his power, he tried to intervene in the state of Georgia's elections. He called up the secretary of state, said, go find the votes. That's something that there actually is, a, I think, a grand jury panel uh, forming right now that Rudy Giuliani got uh, called into for that one. Uh, and that was out by then. He had taken a, a number of other measures that went well beyond any good faith look at trying to uh, understand whether or not there's a fair counting of votes. He pressured people within the Department of Justice to retain power. He pressured people within his cabinet. He pressured uh, Mike Pence to try to stop the floor vote. And then, you know, again, there's a the whole January 6th thing itself in which he may have likely known that there were people armed and encouraged them to go can that that kind of gets a bit fuzzy but it's, right. it's really all of the other stuff leading up to that it's it's especially the thing in georgia the go find the votes it's the the pressure so the, the, the go find the votes thing to you is is damn damnable like that's that's yeah. the thing that you feel there's a big i don't think that people buy that one um and i, I, I do I, I don't think they buy i mean i'm gonna be a bit i think they they don't want to buy it because they like trump Sorry, like that's what it is. Like, to I, me, I, don't like, think I look at that, stuff that kind and that's of like, dialogue, like that, that what he said there should be a crime when we know that be. these jokers and these clowns are exchanging plain loads of money. Um, and so I know it's a tit for tat and this, this argumentation thing. And I'm not even saying you're wrong, I'm just saying this is where people get to where we don't even know what's real. Like, that statement, I, when I heard it in context, didn't really like it. It sounded but, Tim, like and so like that's how it's we do know some stuff is real though like after midnight that night can't just go find the votes that are there like it just didn't sound that bad to me but i get that they're in the, in the political sphere that there could be the, the argument that you're making and i'm certainly not saying it's wrong i'm just saying 
people have a hard time taking that seriously, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they love Trump. It, I, no, I have people, no partisans on on both the Democrat and Republican side do it. You know, they they it, they they don't want to believe that their own tribe, that their own guy or woman, you know, because they want to believe any stuff about Hillary Clinton either. Like, oh, this is also a witch hunt about her when she was under oh, investigation. Yeah, yeah. All That's the nasty true. accusations about her, and eventually, it's just they put up a wall and they say, oh, she could do nothing wrong. She's our queen, whatever. You know, it's like. Like, I can't I can't get behind that. Like, I can see like where partisans like go wrong and feel like they are above the law and start acting in ways that are ranging from inappropriate to borderline tyrannical or at least attempted tyranny. And I think oh, that's that's what Donald Trump would do. Yeah. They, like, believe me, Trump has contributed contributed to the increasing tyranny in our society. Like, I'm not going to yeah. argue that. OK, and, and we can see it like this. Every time we turn around, it's this tit for tat. This we need a stronger person to save us from, from those guys that we have now demonized, that we have now made into a character of caricature, caricature of of a human being that we think. And, and I don't find that human beings, even my Democrat friends, I don't. I try not to make them into caricatures, caricatures where all of their features are exaggerated and. I try to just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So that's where yeah. like when I get the Georgia thing, I get where people are coming from on it, but I also just, it, it, it's not because I support Trump. I'm just like, eh, eh, doesn't sound like that big a deal to me. Yeah. I don't know. I said that that's again, That's kind of part of the, the there, there's a bunch of stuff up there. It's not necessarily just the January 6th stuff. Right. You know, which I think is murky, but it's it's the stuff leading up to it. It's the it, again, his various attempts at trying to keep power in illegitimate ways in which like his own staff, his own counsel, like, no, Mr. President, that's that's illegal. You lost. Sorry. And that's 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 too far. And again, if if anyone else are doing that, uh, if, it, if it were a different party doing that, I think Republicans would like rightfully be apoplectic over it. Um, and again, it, it's it's not to narrow everyone down. Like, not everyone's voting on just the Trump issue. But like, I got to tell you, when I ran for Congress, uh, I had so many people tell me, like, they said, "Hey, I'm a single issue voter. How do you feel about Trump?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm a libertarian, so I'm supporting, you know, um, Joe Jorgensen." They're like, "Well, okay, I can't support you then." I'm like, okay. I I think that's a good point, right? And um, it, it, it happened like a lot, a lot, a lot. And and actually, it happened with. Andrew Hollister's race for city council in 2017 too. Same thing. Yeah. Does Andrew Hollister support Trump. I'm like, uh, ma'am, he's running for city council. I he know. didn't answer my question. You hate Trump. And I'm like, what? He's running for city council. What are you talking about? That we have our finger on the pulse of that, man. And but I've got to tell you that I've been experimenting with asking libertarians what what are your your kitchen table issues? What are you going to sell people on the Libertarian Party about? And I think that that this conversation dovetails nicely. Like people want that emotional boot kicking them in the brain all the time. Uh, that's that's a reality, and I'm afraid we're never going to find an answer to it. <laughs> like yeah. I know that we're more more correct. I know that the people that are participating with us are more thoughtful. I get that, uh, and they see that's this these philosophical principles that we the the world should try to stand on. But that's yeah. not enough, right? Because it doesn't appeal yeah. to uh, bread and butter issues, kitchen table issues. So I don't yeah. know. 
And so, well, all right. So two things, uh, and I, I want to get to, to Ryan's comment here too. Yeah. But, but just just so uh, like to, to kind of play it fair, Democrats would kind of play the same game with me too. Like they'd be like, do you support Trump? I'm like, uh, I'm running as a libertarian. I support the third party candidate, you know, Joe Jorgensen. They're like, that's basically supporting Trump. I can't support you. I'm like, like I could, do, can we talk about, how, you know, yeah. <laughs> any issue related to Rochester, please? Right. I, we, I have great solutions for Rochester. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, and I'd have like I'd have my pitch, you know, in different places. You know, I talk about like uh, a couple of different things. I talk about education. I'm like, hey, you know, we can we can introduce more choice uh, in the education system. Here's how we could do it on a federal level and incentivize states to like uh, give you know uh, your kids in Rochester more choice. And and that's that's what I'm doing. That that seemed to be a really salient issue. And again, I would get people talking, especially like if I saw they had kids, I'd get people talking about education and it, and it worked well and they were excited. And they're like, yeah, I want more choice in education. And that's interesting that you have like a way of doing that from a federal level. And then half the time, like, though, they're still at, they'd ask me about Trump, like literally like it's, it's broken our politics so much. It's, it's terribly frustrating. And, yeah. and Ryan, you know, libertarians need to focus locally, please. Dude, I agree with you. But again, it's weird. Like Penfield elections over here, town elections, people are talking about how they're running to oppose Trump. First, and, and people like, are responding what? to that. I get it. Yeah. Like you're running for Penfield town board, bro. Like what does that have to do with anything? How do we desensitize people to that? And and here's here's a, I look at Bernie followers and uh, Trump um, supporters as two seemingly polar opposites, but they are not. Both have many who would follow them into fire if they said to. I wow, right? Like that's we we prop. I want to say I'm going to call them clowns, right? Like. We prop clowns and jokers up and we put them on a pedestal and then we 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 defend them to at the very integrity of our soul. And sometimes we get angry and some of the anger comes from cognitive dissonance where you're defending someone that, you know, has taken an indefensible position and made indefensible acts. Like when I watched ardent 2A supporters backfill for Trump when he said, we'll take the guns and give them due process later. And it's like, guys, you know what he just said? Like. You know what yeah. he just said? Your neighbor can red flag you, and then you've got to pay your lawyer to go back and get your property. Like, that's what he said. And it's worse than that because a stigma comes attached with, with having your guns yanked out of your house for whatever reason. And and he was yeah. there, man. And, and people, like, they defended that. So that specific yeah. instance was a real problem. Yeah. No, there's this a few things, you know, with them. And it's and, and uh, like to me, to people like Justin Mash like spoke out against it, and I, I think he got punched. Like the party is like, no, you need to be loyal to the party. And and so people do that too. Like Democrats will do that to each other too, right? Listen, Nan- Nancy Pelosi will go after you know the the AOC folks who again half the time deserve it. Like I'm like, yep, they they, <laughs> they stink on a bunch of these issues, but they then other you. times they're like, nope, they're just rightfully calling out Joe Biden and his abuse of civil liberties or you know uh, foreign interventions or whatever, and they should call him out, and the party's roasting them for it. I I can tell you that being involved in our local politics on the level that I am, and that's with a, a moderate level of interest, and yet mostly trying to live my life and spread a libertarian message that. This town, this county, this small segment of New York State, absolutely, absolutely, unequivocally behaves like a swamp. Okay, they don't represent. They make money. 
They take advantage of their positions and they lie. All of them lie and they behave inconsistently. And that's every single town, every single city, every single time a group of people get elected to office, they all, once they get reelected, they start collaborating, man. And they, they line their pockets and they line their friends' pockets and they, they, hey, you know, there's a good contract coming up. Maybe you want to take a look at this and maybe we'll get you in. And it's, and, but it goes deeper than that. Yeah. And they all profit from like property theft. It's, it's, it's an issue, man. And they don't, they, they are completely unaware of how hypocritical and how dangerous that what they're doing is. They, and they don't care. I, I posted a lawyer's defense of the $8 property seizure in Michigan. And it was just disgusting. It just, just disgusting. Oh, Wait, so, so what, what was that? Like, it, huh? Uh, it's on TikTok. Is that what we should do? The, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't. I didn't end up reading. I was like, oh, I, I <laughs> literally have it saved. Yeah, I posted on my page, um, on my Facebook page, which will suppress TikTok things. So if you guys are out there and you want to see, he quotes a, a Suffolk County case to try to bolster the county's um, position for stealing a, a property over an $8 mistake. Okay. And then the, the, the lawyer had the balls to say that, well, if it's a mistake and we take his property by mistake, he can go to court. And it's like, what the hell? Why should he have to go to court? Why can't we just say it's eight freaking dollars? That's it. We're not taking his property. They took his property. They sold it. They were going to keep all the money. I think that this guy actually won because the, the tenants of it were so ridiculous, but they probably found some sort of legal loophole where the T's, the, the T's weren't crossed and the I's weren't dotted. And they're like, oh, well, we better give this guy's property back. Yeah. We didn't fill out the right paperwork. I doubt that they admitted that $8 is a, a disgustingly gratuitous reason to take somebody's property. Oh, they'll do it. Uh, yeah. I, I might have somebody to talk about, like, not, not now about this. So I, I need to give it some more time, but uh government get mad at me over some paperwork stuff oh god we don't even want but they just, they they yeah they love their paperwork hey you don't fill this out like we're serious we're gonna take some action I'm like, yeah it's man. like it's not even, it's not even my stuff you'd be hurting it's, it's other people's stuff just <laughs> anyway I, I, it's, it's a little too close to that maybe i'll talk about it in a couple months but all right um, so i look I, let me let me be i i did not have time to uh, chase down um, any fake news. But I, I want to be clear. Most of my news is coming from Fox News these last couple of weeks anyway. Because like. No I, wonder I you're can't. defending I, Trump. I can't not watch it, man. I can't not watch it. <laughs> watch like, some CNN. No, actually, don't do that. Don't subject I, I did, though. I did. I did. did CNN <laughs> is in the morning. And that gets that gets me up and moving. Right. And then Fox at night gets keeps me awake while I'm trying to play chess a little bit before I go to bed. And I'm just like. <laughs> These guys are all freaking liars, and they're talking about the same crap over and over again, and they all are twisting the truth. Every single one of them are twisting the truth. It drives me nuts. Tim, Tim, just don't watch the news. I know. Well, <laughs> about eight years get yourself ago, worked up, man. <laughs> I got rid of cable in my house. It's like staying in the hotel. It got cable, so I, I don't generally watch the news. I generally read news and watch Netflix, and you know, chill. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but all right. So I, I do. I, I have some fake news stuff though. All right, cool. Uh, I got. I got a couple. Of them. Uh, all right. So did Nancy Pelosi say that communist China is one of the freest societies in the world? Um, I feel like she. I don't think it was recently. I think she said it 
um, about six years ago. I actually, I think this is a true headline. Uh, it is. It's not. It's not real. It is fake. Oh. Uh, and it was recent too. Is uh, like August 9th. She was on like uh, the Today Show, and is it is people being a little bit shady? They took stuff out of context. She's she says. Uh, the Republic of China is one of the freest countries in the world, by which she meant like the name that Taiwan prefers for itself. Okay. So, right. so she was talking about her trip to Taiwan and referred to them as the Republic of China because that's okay. how their government refers to themselves. They don't call themselves Taiwan. Uh, and uh, I mean, like they do, but like their official government name is Republic of China. And uh, so she, she said that. So, but a bunch of, a bunch of folks and including a bunch of libertarians, like, God, oh, she's supporting communism. Like, no, that's not I, look, really what happened here. She, she just went to Taiwan to talk about it to, to, and thumbed her nose at China for better or worse. I've, I've been on a kick of seeing uh communist ideology on it coming from both the left and the right, and I've done a couple TikToks on them, and it's just like this. I, it would be more of a cultural Marxism than communi- actual communism, but there's a lot of this kind of like. So Nancy Pelosi certainly has said commie authoritarian stuff in the past, so like it's always plausible. Well, it, it, there's some truthiness to it, right? Like, uh, you know, it, <laughs> truthiness. You know, like it, it seems like it could be true oh, okay. because, like. I used- yeah, I use the word plausibility instead of truthiness. I guess. Oh, no, I, I like that. Like, that's one of the, the few good things Stephen Colbert did. Truthiness, I like the word truthiness. Uh, uh, Colbert was great, man, at first. He was so much fun. And you could tell he wasn't buying his narrative even then. But now he's become like this ultra woke kind of clown show. And, and I don't even, I can't stay up late enough to watch him anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't really watch him. But truthiness, that like, you know, something that like has the essence of truth, it like feels <clears throat> true, you know, like it, it confirms your, your prior narrative, truthiness. Yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah. Our uh, show is filled with truthiness. It, truthiness sounds wholesome, Kevin. Whereas plausible, <clears throat> I don't know. I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, well, so that's why he made the words. Like he wanted it to like sound like not a bad thing. Like, oh yeah, like you know, we could talk about this stuff, and it's not true because it has truthiness to it. <laughs> he he was he used to be hilarious, guys. And to you kids out there, like, I'm sorry what he's become. I'm sorry he's not funny anymore. I I, I legitimately would know he might be hilarious, but I have not watched him in years. Yeah, I don't know. I, I the the few times that I've watched him, he's been like this mishmash of. Like wokeness, wokeness. It's like, and he tries to like still pretend like that he's a conservative. But what he did at first was really pretend really well that he was a conservative, and did a really good job of a not quite buying his own hype and b making fun of liberals at the same time. And so it was, it was, it was very libertarian back then. I don't know. Now it's not. Yeah. Now it's woke. <laughs> I don't know. Woke is, I assign, ascribe that to every emotional pile of garbage that the government hands us, I guess. I mean, suppose, you know, again, I, I feel like woke is a little bit overused sometimes, but it is. It so, is. You know, I, I've been told, like, oh, you know, you're woke because you believe we should have more immigration. I'm like, I, I don't know. Does that make me woke? I just think the government shouldn't get in the way. No, uh, woke because I believe in civil liberties. All right. Yeah, uh, where I think sure. that the, the civil liberties, where where the immigration issue uh, 
gets divisive is we've never it's another issue that we've never solved the problem right like there is an issue of a welfare state in the in the united states there is an issue of people coming here under the refugee status under sneaking in and under that they do get government or it would appear that they get government benefits um and so people legitimately have this concern that they're going to take advantage of the systems that we have in place and not pay taxes um I don't do feel like that. it's it's you know you can't have illegal immigration if we just make all the immigrants legal. What's that? We can solve the illegal immigration problem now. You won't have any illegal immigrants if you make all the immigrants legal. That's all you got to do. Easy right. easy. Okay. So how do you how do you counter the argument or how do you talk about the argument that that we have an a, an extensive welfare system that people that will come here will take advantage of that welfare system? Well, it depends on how much I, I feel like having a serious argument. I might just be, right, abolish the welfare system. Then fine. Say that again. Yeah. I can't quite just, hear. I got some just just, in the just just abolish the welfare system. Then you know, if, if I'm not yeah. being serious, if I, if no, just, think, yeah, whatever. Abolish the welfare. System. I think you know, if I, I, if, think I, if, if we wanted to solve people being angry over illegal immigration, we would abolish the welfare system, right? Yeah. Now, if if I wanted to make like a more serious, drawn out argument, I might say like, well, a lot of those folks aren't actually eligible for most forms of benefits yet they do pay in taxes and if you're undocumented usually you're paying taxes under another, often under another social security number but can't ultimately collect those benefits anyway yeah, hang on. Yet, I, wa I want to point out that i know that for a fact to be a true story okay that that they get regular jobs that they re that they they have to use a fake social security number that they can't file for a tax return even though they are getting taxed just like everybody else that's a true yeah. story still gets pulled but, out of their paycheck you know huh? so still gets yeah. pulled out of their paycheck that's a true story and they're here working guys and obviously we need them if we only have like a, a five six percent unemployment rate but yeah you know but uh but even the, the the immigrants who who are like you know lawful permanent residents who are able to access the welfare systems tend to consume that welfare at a lower much lower rate than american citizens so is it if i if you want to get to the num the actual numbers of it like it's you know it, it, on net immigrants like as a whole illegal you know uh you know temporary visa and permanent uh permanent residents they they consume they they are net contributors to the welfare system it's just I, a matter yeah. of whether or not you think that that is legitimate in any way because only Americans deserve it. And then no, no, you know, what I don't, I don't think it's persuasive. It's not even that I disagree with you. Okay, I don't think it's persuasive. So when I even if it's true about illegal immigrants, I try to talk. No, about no, 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 Tim, Tim. Even if it's true, even if what I said is true, you don't think it's per, you just don't think it's persuasive. I don't think it's persuasive. No, and that's not a that's not a shot or an insult. That goes back to how do we sell libertarianism, right? How do we make people more people understand? that there's injustices going on. And I don't think that that, because there's an emotional conditioning that's already gone on, all right? That we have to persuade people to see our points more than proving our points. And I, I'm not saying that that's who we wanna be, Kevin. I'm not saying that. It's, but this is an issue that we're up against as libertarians, because philosophically we're right. I do like to talk about how, uh, Immigrants that come here under a, a visa can automatically become delegitimized persons in our in our country if they get fired. I think that's bullshit. I think people need to know about that. Um, but I don't know that 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 is any more persuasive than 
what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it depends, you know. Again, it's it's if you have any empathy for that, like, because I I've had those conversations. Well, oh, do you think it's right? Like, if if you're you come over here because you get a job and you have a job and you you get a uh, an apartment and you know you you have your family over here and you're doing great and then suddenly you lose your job and you you need to go find a new one and then you can get kicked out. Oh, you don't you don't even uh, oftentimes you don't even get a chance to find a new one. You're, yeah, you're, right, exactly. Like, your you don't get that chance. Your visa. Okay. And, you know, and I'll say that to folks and, and some folks like normal folks, you and I are like, yeah, dang, right. Like you should, you should have the chance to like, you know, figure your stuff out. Right. Uh, but other folks like doesn't matter. They, they shouldn't have been here in the first place. And like those folks, yeah. like I can't talk to them. Like, I, I, you know, I'm just like, okay, like, man, I, I play of friends who are doing great stuff in their community who are immigrants. And, you know, it's, I play on volleyball teams with them. I, they, they have good jobs. They are volunteers. They're, they're great people. And even if they weren't great people, they, the, they're still here doing their thing, not hurting anybody. Like who cares? And say yeah. if your your position is just they don't deserve to be here because like I'm a fifth generation American, so I deserve. I'm like you're fifth generation, so you had a, an ancestor who's an immigrant too. Give me a break. Okay, the issue I think one of the issues, and and maybe this will help you, maybe it won't, right? But like the issue is this issue of coming here without following the rules, um, and the ability to manipulate people through fear and anger, right? And, you know, a little bit of xenophobia and the issues that have been promised to be solved that have not been solved um, allow immigrants and illegal immigrants to be whipping posts of a, a frenzied debate in our society. And we we haven't persuaded people to see it differently. OK, because the irresponsible progressive who just says, hey, open the borders versus the the angry conservative who says, hey, they're taking our fucking jobs and they're milking our welfare system. Both of them so much, Tim. What's that? I'm going to bleep you out so much. Oh, am I swearing a lot? Yes. <laughs> ah, yes, a couple beers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I, I, I know. And again, like. Because sometimes I'll get in the just abolish the welfare state thing, and then like I'll say that yeah. and the progressive will be like, oh my goodness, and, and like I'm not, like I'm not exactly kidding about it, but also like I recognize having you know other systems in place that where I say like abolish the Department of Education or, or you know we should get rid of public school. I, like, I love it. Not exactly kidding about that. Like I I do think that there are better alternatives out there, but also like saying it in such a way I know. And, and I know there's a a strain of libertarians who like like to say things in a provocative way, and, sure. and they feel that that's going to be more effective. I'm I'm generally not that way, you know, because like I I'm generally for as open borders as possible. But I know if I right. say that, the most folks they're they're just gonna like see all the problems with that, and they're not gonna be able to understand like the human case of like, well, it's probably fine for most people who just come over here, they bring their family, they have a good job, and like don't take welfare and then they're fine. They're, they're again, right. unless they're, they're actually xenophobic and there, there are some folks like that out there. Sure. Uh, most folks are like fine with that. So you, you get talked to them like, Hey, shouldn't it be easier as long as someone comes in, they, they declare that they're coming in, they're here working, you know, if they lose their job, they have some time to, to figure stuff out. Like, shouldn't that be the case? 
Yes. Okay. Well, we don't have that now. Like we have a system that is Byzantine and expensive and complicated, and it takes years just for people to get permission to stay here legally. And even if you do everything right, it can take decades for you to become a citizen, and you still might get kicked out for almost no reason and lose everything you built. Or, you know, running afoul of a taxation agency or bureaucracy. Like these are. These are things that are, are, are ridiculously oppressive. Um, and, and the illegal status of people creates a human trafficking possibility that we think I think is going on. Right. And it no, creates- no, it's, it's, it's totally a thing, because, again, there's yeah. the incentive like, hey, we, we want to come in, but we don't there isn't really a legal way that they can afford to get in. So, yeah, they they just uh, they, they work with the, the coyotes to, to get them across the border and try to establish themselves as much as possible, because even doing even living in the shadows is like better than like where they came from at the time. So they're like, let's find a way to do it. And to me, I'm like, OK, we can get rid of all these bad actors in that process by just like making the process a little bit simpler. Uh, OK, I, I think making the process simpler, fairer and more equitable and making a meritocracy where the merit is. You're coming here and going to work like you're coming here looking for a job. You're a real person. That's it. That's the merit. It doesn't have to be more than that. Um, You'll pay your taxes. You'll you'll pay your rent. That's it. You'll do your best to be a human being here. That's it. That's the merit needs. We have people that pay thousands and thousands of dollars to try to get here. And like you said, then they get here. Then they saw this tenuous, nebulous legal status. And I don't think that. I think that with all the emotional manipulation going on in society, I don't think that people understand that piece of it. And I don't know how to persuade them to see it. Um, do you want to yeah. field Michelle's question here? All right. So Michelle says, uh, they said, uh, well, let's back up. Let's talk about yeah. uh, what she said first. Uh, and Michelle it. said okay. in a previous comment, uh, why is the LCNY acting like they don't support Larry? And I think they lied in an email. I, I don't know about that. Uh, then she says, and again, I, I legit don't know about a lot of this stuff. I have not been paying attention to whatever the Libertarian Party is doing. Uh, they said in an email that we lost our line because we did not get enough signatures needed. And as far as I know, we did. Why are they lying? Uh, so is LCNY like the official committee name of the Libertarian party or what was I think maybe, i'm hoping now. she meant to put lpny because i don't know what the lcny is. I, like i think there is like a group calling itself like the libertarian committee right now that like isn't if, actually big l libertarian oh, i've seen some stuff about that and i don't know if, if that's if it's, michelle, michelle if the communications about. you're receiving are from the libertarian uh club of new york that's a pro zeldin bullshit pile of bullshit um the LP- Gosh, darn it, Tim. <laughs> yeah, the LPNY is the official communication system of the Libertarian Party of New York. There is a Libertarian Club of New York that is they're shady. Yeah. But uh we'll, we'll just the, the the ballot line question too, because if you hadn't heard like uh the the case was lost. I, I don't know where it stands. If there's other opportunities for appeal, uh, I think there is, as I understood. Is. But uh, but the initial case was lost. They uh, they did not grant uh, the Larry Sharp campaign and the other candidates any relief uh, for their issues with getting on the ballot, as they didn't they didn't turn in enough signatures. There's there's just some issues with turning it. In. And Larry has a long video explaining what happened. There's some wild stuff that went on with some vendors and and some folks uh that yeah it stinks it it, it it's a bad situation so they fell just a little bit short 
just a little bit short too, bud. I mean, really like just a little bit. Um, And, you know, again, unfortunately what Larry and his team understood to be validly collected signatures by another vendor were not able to be turned in, uh, you know, with to add to that total to bring them over the top. Right. Um, So again, the, the, the sharp team understood that they, they had enough, um, it's just that there were their vendors who had reported how many signatures that they had who didn't turn in those signatures and then that put them short. Which again, they needed forty five thousand this year, uh, just to uh just to get on the ballot. Just to get on the ballot. Fifteen thousand. So Larry yeah. met his end of a contract saying if I get ninety thousand votes or a hundred and ten thousand votes, whatever the number was, he met his end of a contract. The Libertarian Party was supposed to have ballot access for I think it was four years. And they they to grant themselves one hundred million dollars. Imagine that minimized the Libertarian Party and the Independence Party by invalidating and changing the rules. It, it, yeah, it's the duopoly doing duopoly, bro. Yeah, no, that's that's what it is. Again, <laughs> I, I do think that is that that's the L, the LCNY is a a Republican uh, co opting group. They they will try to convince you to vote for Zelda, which yeah. maybe uh, you want to, maybe you don't. It's up to you. But yeah. you think, yeah, I'm gonna write in Larry. It's uh, if, even if if he's not on the ballot, hopefully he does end up being on the ballot. But I'm gonna yeah. write in Larry. Right. Larry and Andrew. Um. So the other thing, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I've always been an anti-incumbent guy. Like I feel like this could be our year to just really say. Let's let's do our best to communicate with our friends that anybody who's already served in office under the COVID regime and under everything else that's happened over the last few years just does not deserve a job. They don't deserve to make money off of us. I don't know. I hope it grows into a movement. Maybe I don't know. I, I would say look at the records. Like look at them individually because there's some folks who who did a good job during the whole yeah COVID the thing. libertarians like, that we elected yeah. Brandon Lyon, you know Jamie Vandewalker, uh, Nick. Uh, De like those guys did a good job. They did. Um, so okay, reelect them. Those there's yeah. like five or six <laughs> people. I I posted them to the LPNY discussion page. Reelect those five. After that, the rest of them can pounce sand. That's it. There you go. Yeah, listen. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be looking at you know who did well, who didn't. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks who. It's voter suppression and it's it's graft, right? Next year, these guys get their their greedy fingers in a pot, a hundred million dollar pile of money. Wow, where where'd that money come from, Tim? (laughs) Big business. (laughs) No, they'll still get money from. Hang on, they'll still get money from big business, and they will get taxpayer donations to their campaigns. To the tune of $100 million. $100 million, guys, for New York State elections. I am. Yep. As long as you remember Amazing. Team Red or Team Blue, or perhaps the the endorsement wings of Team Red and Team Blue, the uh, Working Families Party and the Conservative Party, you'll have access to $100 million of, of government, of taxpayer money. It's beautiful. It's just, I, if you wanted to create a self-supporting system like that, 
that where the system feeds on itself, builds power for itself, you would have to look no further than New York State as the prime example in the world. We are the best at that. Maybe California. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. So so we got like we have to. I, I had like other fake news items. So we, oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, around. no, it's fine. I was going to talk about the uh, the guy who uh, who posted a slice of a uh, chorizo and said it was a picture of a, a star. Oh, that was a good one. I did see that one. So I would have. I depending on how you phrase it, I I might have got that one right. I kind of ran real. across that one somewhere. And then I was going to talk about the Cracker Barrel serving plant based sausage. Um, no, I think that that's one of those, like, I think it's way overblown. Most people aren't really that bad about it. It's one of those things, like, a handful of people isn't, on the internet got mad. Isn't that kind of the system supporting the system? Like, I don't have to buy your stupid vegan sausage. I don't care. And then they're like, yeah. oh, conservatives are mad. They're going to boycott the Cracker Barrel. Nobody has said to me they're going to boycott the Cracker Barrel. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to boycott Cracker Barrel for selling vegan sausage, please post it in the comments now. Within yeah. the now, if I'm year. wrong about that, like, that, that, was, that was the direction. I'm like, I, I don't think... I don't think anyone's like really all that mad. Like there's a handful of people like that's dumb and like, I mean, two, I two different colorful degrees. Right. But yeah, for the most part, I don't think there's a mass uprising against Cracker Barrel. Yeah. They, they have and, not upset their base that much by being pandering to the woke vegans. Like, no, no one cares. <laughs> I mean, you can still get eggs and ham and all chicken and all that stuff. Guys. Yeah, like, not, yeah, there's still plenty of meat at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> like if that, if that's your thing. Till the government regulates us out of it, and then yeah, till we're eating all the bugs, you know, and then and yeah. they only serve bugs at Cracker Barrel, bugs and vegan burgers. That's that's it. That's the. I mean, it is a concern that the government is going to force us all into eating crickets and and dandelions mm. because of their the World Economic Forum's behavior. But yeah, I mean, we we got, we got, you know we got to like pre-record an episode of World Economic Forum. I've been researching them. We'll, we'll talk about it. you come with oh, your let's talk about come you're gonna mind. be like yeah. oh they're good not, guys they're we, we guys. are definitely not starting that now uh, <laughs> we are gonna okay watch next week when kevin and i duke it out about the world economic forum i'm the conspiracy theorist that's 18 and all kevin what's your record <laughs> you know <laughs> just say if that's how you want to count it you know when 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 you're 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 counting your own score that's that's how you do it. Yeah, I, I'm a hundred now, Tim. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm right all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I'll bring a list. When we, I'll, I'll be like, these are the conspiracies I was right about. Uh, and just I'll throw one out there. CDC's latest guidance, Kevin. You see what they did? They stepped did. right out of the COVID thing. They should have never been in the first place. <laughs> and I'll have my supporters out there. Right, Ryan says, <laughs> "Don't jab me, Kev." <laughs> um. Uh, bro, I appreciate this show. This was fun. We got a yeah, little, yeah. we had to argue about Trump a little bit, you know, like I get it. I do. I get it. I get your point. We have to talk more about this persuasion issue, this, this pop. And I know like when you're philosophically pure, you don't need popularity or do you? <laughs> no, everyone is wrong except for me. Y'all are dumb. I'm the smartest one here and the only libertarian. That is, you're the one true libertarian, bro. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, I'm kidding. That like that that's no, gonna be like the, the grab quote from this show. Like, here's here's Kevin. Here's what Kevin really thinks. He this is. is this is who Kevin Wilson is. Like a little snippet. That would be great, actually, if somebody did that to make fun of us and create all sorts of like of that tension that they create for the mainstream media, and then people tuned in and watched us and just be there like, yeah, just gotta generate like some uh, controversy. Yeah. 
But, all right. But all right. Now we should call it a night. Yeah, we should. We should. I need some sleep. I wasn't even sure. I thought I was going to fall asleep during the show. But I made it. Great. <laughs> you, you made it through. Good job. Everyone's proud of you, Tim. I did it for you, the audience, and you, Kevin, oh, my co-host. <laughs> all right. Have a great night, folks. Take care.